Jeff Grant, and you're listening to my evolving podcast. Uh, I am doing a late night phone call conversation. I have my friend Brian Carter from a couple episodes back. He's back, uh, and yeah, we uh, we realize that a lot of times we when we get when we talk on the phone, we end up talking about music and like specifically music that we got into. Like right when we first started listening to our own music instead of maybe what our parents were, were into. So we thought it'd be fun to, to just kind of go through that time. We grew up kind of uh, mainly in the 90s. Like I think I was 10 in 1990 and grew up in the 90s. And then Brian is, I think, a year younger than me. Yeah. So we have similar... Uh, some of the stuff we grew up listening to is the same, and then we probably have a lot of stuff that's totally different. But anyway, we're going to kind of start. So this will be kind of a remember that music back then and all this kind of stuff and just the, the, the part of your life when you start listening to your own music and kind of having like an identity because of the music, finding your identity and the music you listen to and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, did you want to say anything uh, like, uh, I just remember like the first thing I remember is silk shirts, uh, in the nineties. Uh, but we're, we're going to, we're going to go pre that we're going to go to, uh, like being a kid and listening yeah, to yeah, music. Yeah. yeah. Like in the eighties, I have, I have a soft spot for eighties music. I've noticed as I've gotten older and it's a lot of stuff that I probably, just heard like in the car driving around but i don't know like i'll hear like uh <laughs> this, is, this sounds funny i was at hurricane harbor the other day and they played uh girls just want to have fun and yeah. i was like man that i mean that's actually a really good song like it's, it's got a good song. energy and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and uh and i'd listened to cindy Lopper that album like like last year at some point and uh, I just thought it was a good album, and uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of music like that. That I mean, I I didn't listen to like a lot of this. This conversation is I think we we talk about is how like um, it's almost like there's there's cool music that's like it's some like independent band that like no one's heard of and they're like angry and all this stuff and you're, they're really cool and you like them but no one else likes them and then there's all this other stuff that's like the pop radio like stuff that everybody listened to but like like mo- most of the 80 songs that i remember like listening to on the radio i couldn't tell you who the artist is now like when i yeah. hear like when so like you know girls just want to have fun I know that's Cindy Lauper because it's 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 relevant now, but you know, shit, man. Like, did you know it was Cindy Lauper in in you know 1994? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and at that point, I pr- I think I knew the song. I remember it being on like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks or something, like yeah. the girl chipmunk song it or something. And I was like, yeah, this song's stupid. <laughs> like. Or I, I don't know. Maybe I like. Yeah. Maybe I thought. I guess it's true. Girls do just like having fun. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. But, uh, uh, yeah. So, what? 
what was what, what was the first song that you remember like listening to and like like enjoying? Man, because uh, I know mine. Like right okay, go ahead. Yeah, the yours. It's a Buddy Holly. What, oh yeah. I, I I don't know the, um, the title. But every day uh, or every day we're getting closer. Yeah, going faster. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that, and I was in a in a you know eighty four Astro van. We were driving to a Yellowstone Park, and I was like, I had no seatbelt on, and I was in the back, and I was like, oh my god, like like, and it got stuck in my head, and it's still stuck in my head. And I was like, yeah. I, I had no idea who Buddy Holly was, uh, and like it took me probably another ten years to find out that, that was actually Buddy Holly. But uh, that was the first time that I was like, "Ooh, I enjoy this this piece of this piece of music." I do remember liking Buddy Holly at a young. Maybe I might have been a teenager by then, but I do remember listening to him a lot. Like I, I did have one of like some CD that was like a collection of some of his songs at some point. It's probably like a greatest hits type, type yeah. thing. But I'm trying classic, to think of classic like, radio. 80, yeah. Like it, it was, it was classic radio, you know. It was like the like oldies that's what, kind of stuff. It was old, yeah, oldies. That's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't classic because classic was like Zeppelin and uh, you know, uh, uh, Leonard Skinner, and mm-hmm. then oldies was you know, uh, Buddy Holly, Pat uh, Domino, and the Beatles every once in a while, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then you know. Like, you, you would never get, like, Patsy Cline. You would never get, like, the oldies country. It was always just, like, oldies, like, like pop hits. Yeah. I do remember uh, listening Unchained to a lot Mel- of that Unchained Melody all the time. Yeah. Righteous yeah. Brothers, yeah. And that was popular also because it was in that movie Ghost. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, came, that was, uh, that, yeah, that was, yeah. And that was another thing, like, our, I mean, it was kind of a thing we were going to talk about later, but... I was thinking about when we were, I was younger, like a lot of the music I got into was through like soundtracks and stuff. Like mm. I remember that movie, My Girl, that Anna oh, yeah. Klumsky, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin yeah. movie. Yeah. And yeah. the soundtrack was like really, it was great. It was like all these old songs. And I remember had I had that and I'd, I always liked the songs on do that. You, do you know the group that sings, sings My Girl? The Temptations? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I know the song like to a T, but is it the Temptations? I think I don't know. I think so. That sounds correct. I would I look it up, but I'm afraid I'd mess up my phone and stop, cancel the recording somehow. Uh, uh, that's actually a, probably a problem. We probably we probably should be able to look up stuff. Let me get my computer real fast. And set it up here. Say a joke I'm, or something. No, I'm 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 pretty sure it's the the Temptations. But at the same uh, at the same time, I, I'm not 100 percent on that. We're gonna find out for everybody. Everybody that's listening is like, yeah, it's the temptations you morons. Yeah, you're you're, you're stupid. <laughs> don't you don't have to look it up on your computer. Do do do. Yeah, it's the temptation. Yeah, that's a good song. I, I was gonna say like I, I know a lot when I was early on, I, I, I probably a lot of the stuff I listened to really was stuff my dad had. My dad's a big 
music fan, and I, I remember, you know, like, like Simon and Garfunkel and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, he likes all kinds of old old stuff, good old stuff. Did, did, did he have Did he have albums in the house, or did he listen to it on the radio? I th- back then I do remember him having albums. Yeah. But I mean we would listen to the radio too. Yeah. I don't I'm trying to think if we listened to music all the time. It it feels like it was it, we did listen to music but it wasn't like always playing from what I remember. I mean yeah. it's been a little while since then but um See my my, my mom was she was a piano player. Oh so, really? Yeah. It, she played in, in 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 the church, like she was the the piano player at the church. Uh, but it was a small Baptist church, Roseboro First Baptist, in uh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. But like she she could read music and she played music, and uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but we like we never had like a record player in the house. There were never like albums playing in the house. It was always like car radio music. Yeah. So you know you're driving from you know the house to the grocery store like you're listening to whatever you know the parents wanted to listen to mm-hmm. which at that time was you know it was oldies radio was always on mm-hmm. or if my mom was driving and you know she was a, a baby boomer uh it would be like classical rock uh-huh. but but sometimes she would be busted out on that and she would want to listen to like classical music like like straight up like you symphony know, classical kind of music Mozart, yeah, stuff like yeah. That. Oh. which you know when you're a kid you don't have any kind of inkling of what the fuck is going on so you're like oh, they sound the same to me you know uh-huh. like you're like oh this one sounds like aggressive but this one sounds like soft and sweet but like you didn't at least for me i never thought that it was like a but there were different types of music. It was just all music, mm-hmm. you know. One thing I and, noticed uh, when I got older is, and again, this might, I don't know, I might be wrong about this, but I feel like my dad, a lot of the music my dad listened to was from the 60s, like from when he was yeah. a teenager. And then like a lot of times if someone talked about a band in this from the 70s, like I just, it was like a total blind spot for me. Like yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. I still, I'm still like catching up on those that era for some reason. Yeah. But then the '80s, I kind of listened to some stuff. But oh, so 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 you think there's a blank in the '70s for you? Just for, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah for me. I don't mean to yeah. blink like you know. There's I know there's a lot of great music there. And I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But from what you've heard. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my like my dad was a big like Beatles and Beach Boys fan and like, mm-hmm. kind of that era like. Rolling Stone, that era of Rolling Stones, and um, that's 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 interesting because, like, for me, it's the same same sort of thing, like, uh, like Led Zeppelin and like later Stones mm-hmm. is all it, it was all brand new to me, uh, twelve years ago. You know, like I I heard it on the radio every once in a while, or like I had buddies that would listen to Zeppelin, mm-hmm. but it was never something that was like something that that we listened to. Yeah, I I don't have a lot. Of, I've I've heard I know I've heard some of it, but I I haven't listened to that band very Led Zeppelin very often. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, I've seen, I remember going through my dad's tapes once and he had like all the Led Zeppelin tapes he had on. Yeah, yeah. I just wasn't familiar with it. Oh, The Who. Like he was a big fan of The Who. I remember oh, him having those uh, tapes. See, like, oh, the, the, the Who Stevens. was, the, the Who was, was a big part of my life uh, 10 years ago. Oh, really? But, but that's when I, like, I basically figured out who the Who was and like, yeah the whole makeup of the band mm-hmm. I, I, I and I tried to emulate them when uh when I was playing in that the in the band Candacy Camp I was trying like trying to emulate the Who's like showmanship and all that oh really uh, I didn't know that yeah I wasn't yeah. looking for that when I'd see y'all play I should have oh well, paid the well we were too fucking drunk and you know, yeah it didn't look anything like the Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean I, like the Who. I, I would I would wear all white you know, like uh, like Townsend would, you know, like a or like a jumpsuit, but uh, yeah, it was it, really it was emulate emulation without like uh, complete respect for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, and yeah, uh, that that's 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 off topic, but yeah, that's going. We might get going, into that later, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so. Okay, I know, like, I know, like you mentioned it being in church a lot. Like, I know we listen to a lot of like Christian music, like mm-hmm. contemporary Christian music. And I remember uh, my parents were big fans of Amy Grant. Yeah. And like, this is kind of crazy. Like, when I was before I was born, like if I was a girl, they were gonna name me Amy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I had my name would be Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Wow. And then uh, I've asked because uh, my I have a sister who's like, uh, how she's like, uh, fifteen year fifteen months younger than me or something. Yeah, yeah. And her name's Brittany. And I, I was at one point I did ask my parents like, why didn't you name her? Why didn't you name her Amy? And they were like, yeah. well, we just kind of got tired of that idea. <laughs> or something. Yeah, it was it was over. It was done. It wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes me wonder, like, when I think of Amy Grant, I think of early 80s. But I guess maybe maybe she was, that because that would have, I was born in 1980, so they would have had to have that idea, like, in the, like, 1979 or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was Which out by then. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, do, you, you, you know what, you, my mom love to listen to Wilson Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. like Wilson Phillips was like a big part of my life as like a kid. Like, mm-hmm. like uh shit man. It it would have been like eight eight years old. Okay. But that was but that was still jumping like so the first time I remember hearing Buddy Holly, I was probably no, no, I was no, I was nine. I was nine. And then Wilson Phillips came along and that was playing and she had a a beige uh, diesel Mercedes and it was so loud and she would have to turn up the music really loud because the engine was so loud. It was a diesel. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so it's like the diesel engine. And then like, I remember Wilson Phillips being really loud on the radio because she, had, she didn't have a tape deck. It was a, Oh, let me think. It was a 81. It was, it was my birth year. It was an 81 Mercedes, uh, DSL 250. And like, oh man, 
Was it so like an eight track like, kind of thing or? No, no, no. It was you just radio. It, just oh, radio. the radio. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And but it was in that era of time where Wilson Phillips was on the radio, you oh, know, oh, yeah, on okay. con- contemporary rock or whatever it was during and mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't classical. It wasn't uh, classic rock. It wasn't oldies. It was contemporary radio. I guess. I don't think they had a name for it. Maybe it was pop. I guess it was pop radio. Yeah, I guess the yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at um just a bunch of '80s songs right now, and there's just it's so much of stuff that like we look back on now and think like that was cheesy. Like uh yeah, Paula Abdul. Yeah, like uh take on me, like aha uh-huh, and uh. I, I I I feel like that was like pre me though, like pre before. That was says ni- 1985. Yeah, like. 85 i was i was four years old you know i i had no inkling of yeah like, I, I, don't, I don't i don't remember that at all a lot of these songs i remember is just being catchy like yeah you know I, you're like they're good in your head but you have no idea what they're even talking about yeah and a lot I, of these songs are actually they're really good it's almost like the it's just that the style of production in the 80s yeah uh, yeah make not I mean, not all of it is like cheesy but there was kind of like looking back, some of it's cheesy, but but cheesy in like a way that I I think is really cool. Like I like a lot of those, the way the yeah. '80s albums sound. I I think the cheesiness has like uh like faded away, you know, like it has like a, a quality to it now, mm-hmm. where before it was cheesy. Yeah, and that was like the begin or the '80s was like the beginning of MTV and. Like I'm looking at all these uh, songs, and it has like videos, and they're like all yeah. these old, like kind of videos from the first kind of era of videos. Which was, do you? Okay, that was one thing I was wanting to. But or, let, 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 let's revert revert back to this this cheesiness. Okay. So the, the, like that that was cheesy, but like the things that we were listening to as kids, like Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean can you listen to that now and and get any kind of seriousness out of it at all like like to like nostalgia maybe but like i think when i hear it now i hear the uh queen under pressure yeah, right. yeah, yeah you hear it under pressure yeah for but, sure. but but at that point i had never really heard queen i don't think I, yeah. my memory but what of, about what what about what about two lit too legit to quit yeah yeah (laughs) i mean is that there's no seriousness in that at all no that and that was like that was when we were talking about like the stuff that we when we the when we first kind of got our own cds or Mm because we we started listening to our own music right around the time when cds were becoming a thing like do you remember when cds were like brand new like no i I, I, I had tapes. I had tapes before CDs came out. And I, I remember which tapes I had. Because they were precious. And they were precious because, uh, well, one of them I had found, like, riding my bike to school, um, in middle school. Uh, it, it would have been sixth, sixth grade, I would imagine. Sixth grade, yeah, because uh, yeah, I was playing trombone, and I would ride my bike to school with a trombone. And at one point, like I threw my trombone into this 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 like 
bundle of bushes. I was like, I don't want to carry this thing to, to school anymore. And uh, on the way back, I found a, a too short tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just laying on the road. It was too short. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. I picked up the tape, you know. Somebody probably threw it, my... it out of their car. Yeah, somebody threw it out there like, fuck this shit. I don't, I don't want to listen to this. You know, they, they were listening to uh, Run DMC. But I picked up too short. And I brought it back home, and I had a like one of those tape recorders where you put the tape in, and like you press it down, and you you could press player record, you know, all that shit, like one speaker. And I, I pressed play, and it was too short, and it was like, what? I can't even remember. It's too short to quit. No, that's not right. It was I'm too short. I I don't know, <clears throat> but it was it, it was mind blowing. It was so different. It was not Vanilla Ice. Wasn't was, that like gangster rap type stuff? It was con- yeah, it was considered gangster rap at that time. You go back and listen to it now, it's like so it's vanilla. Is mm. it can I can I say that? Can I say vanilla? You said anymore? other things already. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but like it was like it was like it was harsh. It had like an edge to it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is really fucking cool," you know. You were learning that you liked music with like an edge to it, kind of. Uh, I I I think it was different from everything else, mm-hmm. and I say everything else going back to like Buddy Holly, uh, Elvis, and the Beatles. Like Elvis and Elvis alone was like the breaker for me. Like that got me into music. Yeah, you know. Like that, like I got an Elvis album and it, it wasn't an album, it was a tape. I had a tape and I would just listen to it at night. Uh, <clears throat> you know, like Love Me Tender. Oh my God. Yeah. You oh, really can't go still, wrong with like Elvis. Dude, it still wrecks me. Beatles. Yeah. And then, and then I got the Beatles, but it was, it was early Beatles. You know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, post weed acid Beatles. It was like Hard Day's Night, you mm-hmm. know, all, Hold my hand. That's not the song. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we're assholes. What's what's the 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 title? Will you hold my hand? No, that's bullshit. No, you're. This is weird because this is one of those things where I'd, if if you weren't confused, I would know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, you're confusing me. Like, it's your fault that I'm not remembering. Uh. I want to hold your hand? Yeah, yeah. I want to hold your hand? Yeah. Yeah, but what's what's the title? It's, that, that's not the title. I want to hold your hand. That is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, man. That got me mixed up. I was going to say, like, as you were talking, I was looking up, like, compact discs. I was trying to remember if, if did, did they just come out, like, when we were that age? But they actually, it says they came out in 1982. But at the time, uh... CD CD players were like up. T- it says a. Uh, I'm just gonna read this. Um, after their commercial release in 1982, compact discs and their players were extremely popular, despite costing up to a thousand dollars. Over <laughs> over four hundred thousand CD players were sold in the United States. So it's like I think it was. It was a. Uh, a thing, but and it was 
popular, I guess, amongst people who could spend that much money on a CD player. Uh, but it says, by 1988, CD sales in the United States surpassed those of vinyl LPs. But what about tape, and, tape and, cassettes? Yeah, the, right after that it says, and by 1992, CD sales surpassed those of pre-recorded music cassette tapes. Nine, 90, 92. Oh, yeah. that's, that's good to know. Yeah. So, 92. I, I, I remember, like... um. Uh, like I, I, it was probably I, th- I feel like it was Richie Cowan. Like we, we both know Richie, our friend yeah, Brandon's yeah. dad, because I was friends with them when we, we were all kids. And uh, I feel like he had like a CD player, and it was like that thing where like everyone's like, "Listen, how clear this is!" Like it's yeah, yeah, it's so much better, and you're like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's so crisp." And and that that reminded me of another thing. Speaking of like the Beatles, because like Sergeant Pepper's came out, uh, like in 1967. Yeah. And then in they they put them on CDs, the Beatles albums on CDs, like in oh yeah 1987. And for the commercial for Sergeant Pepper's, like they did the like, it was 20 years ago today, and it was like actually 20 years earlier, like. <laughs> when the band, Sergeant Pepper t- taught the band to play. That yeah. was like awesome. Isn't that awesome? Like, I think that's so cool. That's that's kind of wild, for sure. I mean, I I was I heard of I didn't remember that, but I remember someone saying. I I remember the. I I don't. I mean, I know the song, but I feel like I remember the commercial. But uh, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely don't remember the commercial. I remember being a kid at '87 though. But I was, I was, uh, man, that's weird. We had a, we, I was living in Fort Worth, Texas at the time, uh, on uni- University Avenue. And, uh, uh, so this reverts back to music. Uh, but I had a, a like a, a tom drum in my, in my bedroom. And, uh, do you remember on the Disney Robin Hood? when he's going to get like beheaded. Yeah. And the, the, the guys are playing the drums and it's doom, 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 doom. Yeah. 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 Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. So I would play that on, on my Tom drum. And <laughs> I, that, that was, that was, in, I'm pretty sure that was 86, 86, 87. That's another, 80, uh, that, I mean, I'm, I'm just remembering that movie and they had the, like the vultures that, were kind of like they they were basically the Beatles kind of like or something yeah, like, didn't they have yeah. something like that am i remembering that right no you you no that's the uh that's a jungle book oh okay yeah, yeah okay yeah. I, i'm pretty sure that's jungle book that's one of the one of the disney movies yeah i just remember it, whatever it was on like i remember seeing it and like it's one of those things where like the adults are like <laughs> and you're like what you're like yeah is that funny? That's, They're not that yeah, funny. That, yeah, I guess that's funny. <laughs> you don't get the whole reference anyway. Uh, yeah, that that was an offshoot. Uh, man, uh, so what was? Do you do you remember like the first album that you enjoyed? It. Uh, I remember. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to get into this just yet, but um, I do, I remember tapes, and I remember whenever like New Kids on the Block was 
a thing? Like, late, or when was that? Like, late 80s. I, I, I was telling you, this is kind of just repeating the conversation we had the other night, but um, I have three older cousins who are, like, three sisters who are, mm-hmm. they're, like, all, like, around, you know, around, like, within probably five years old, older than me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they were, like, a, I was real close with, I'm still close with them, but they were, like, uh, they were always really into New Kids on the Block. And, um, and so, I, and I think I, we lived with them for a little while, for, like, nine months when, when I was a kid, when my house was being, our house was being built. And uh, I remember we listened to, like, New Kids on the Block, like, all the time. This was when I was in, like, third grade or, I think, or second grade. Anyway. On a tape. Like yeah, a, on a like tape. A, I remember they had, yeah. like, the early New Kids on the Block from when they were, like, on, the, it looked like they were, like, in a subway or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the right stuff or whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but what I'm, get, what I'm getting at is, like, and this is what we were talking about the other night was with, New Kids on the Block is a. Uh, it was kind of seen as you know a girl a band that the girls liked, and guys don't oh, like yeah. that kind of music. Yeah. And I was telling you the other night, like, I remember in my at Hasslet Elementary, like, in third grade, like, <clears throat> all the all us guys, like, at some point we decided, like, you know what? I like New Kids on the Block, and you like New. Let's just all like New Kids on the Block. <laughs> it was like we, a. We, we we just like. New so Kids we'd on wear the like the buttons and stuff, and like we just kind of yeah. decided that th- that was going to be a thing, and we didn't care. And I think th- I, I feel like the grade above us, like all all the boys, like hated New Kids on the Block. Yeah, <laughs> it was that kind of thing. Yeah, but I remember yeah. having their. I guess it was the tapes, and I remember listening to those like all the time, and knowing all the songs, and and everything. Yeah. That that, that 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 was a weird thing within like my community of you know fourth graders like i bought my fourth grade uh sweetheart my girlfriend uh a new kids on the block like poster book <laughs> you know it was it was like christmas or something or her so birthday romantic. i can't yeah. I, I can't remember you know i gave it to her and i was like red-faced and uh like I knew all the songs, but like I always said, I knew them because my sister listened to them. Yeah. But I was listening to those fucking songs, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I can't remember when I stopped. I know I listened to their, like when I remember when like step by step came out and cause I, I did go like, I remember a bunch of us went like, those cousins and then some of my cousins from the other side of my family, like we all went to like their big concert at Texas Stadium. Really? And it was like this big thing, and uh, we were like on the floor. And I mean, now I just remember like standing on a chair and them dancing around or whatever. How old were you? I, I want to say like eight, somewhere around there, like uh, okay, eight or yeah, nine yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But then I. I don't remember much about them past then. It's like I don't know if I just stopped listening. I don't. I don't know. I, what what it, what what did it go to after that? After step by step. Yeah. Well, uh, after you get new kids on the block, and oh. like, you don't re- remember. Yeah. Um. What happened? The music. I I remember that would have been around the time I was starting to get into my own music, and I 
I was talking to you like I I remember one Christmas I feel like it was sixth grade, I think. I got a disc man and then uh my dad gave me like a, a Genesis C D. Like Yeah, yeah. And I remember like it was like a Do you, do you remember which one? Um I don't remember it Phil, if it was, was like it Phil Collins. Hold on, let me see if I can look it up. Because I, I, I got, my dad gave me Phil Collins, no jacket required. Changed my life. Um, I'm just looking through these. But before that, before before I got the 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 no jacket required no jacket required was a was a tape cassette that my dad gave me. Maybe it was we can't dance. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay. just the Finish single. Say, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, my dad gave me like the tape cassette, no jacket required, when I was still listening to tape cassettes, and like it, like that that was oh, man. How, I, I can't even put that together. Like, too short, too no jacket required. And what I had in between that, you know? And that's, th- those are two very, very dissimilar things. Like, too short and Phil Collins. <laughs> I, I, what I, I think I told you the other night, like, I I'd got that CD, the Genesis CD, and I, I just remember looking at, at it, and it was, like, old guys on the cover. Yeah, and I'm, like, yeah. 10 or 11 years old or whatever. And I was like, I don't like, I don't want to listen to like old guy mu- music. And I think my dad was probably trying to get me into some interesting music. And then I was just yeah. like, I remember, we, I remember being like, I don't want to, can I take this back? <laughs> what? And he was like, okay. So I took it back to the like CD warehouse or where, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was like at the mall. I remember. And yeah. I, I got, and I told you, I was like, it was, I, was, I was in sixth grade and I was sitting in some class and I was telling some girl sitting next to me, I was like, what's a good CD? Or I need to go get a CD. Like, what should I get? And she said, crisscross. And I was like, okay. So I went and I got the uh, crisscross. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like crisscross will make you jump, jump, jump. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it, it was so prime at the time. Yeah, I remember having that was like the thing where like they always wore their clothes backwards, so people would like. Did you did you never do it? You never did. I it. don't think I did. I remember I I probably like did it like at home, you know, like sitting at my, in my room, like Dude. I'm gonna put my pants on backwards now. Dude, I I I I I've told you this already, but we'll we'll tell the the public. Um, <laughs> like I I I went to school with backwards pants on. I had a pinstripe jersey, just like Criss Cross had in the video, and oh. I put it on backwards, and I went to, like, my, my son is, he's going into fifth grade right now. I did, I walked into fifth grade with, like, backwards pants on and a backwards jersey, and I thought I was, like, bee's knees. Like, that's <laughs> that's stupid to even say bee's knees. I thought I was cool as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'm trying uh, to remember if... <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. 
I may have done it once, but I don't. I really. Yeah. I don't want to say for sure because I'm. Yeah. It's like I have a vague memory, but I don't. I just don't know for sure. Yeah, I think I, I think I was wearing like you know like ASIC tennis shoes, you know, and and white tube socks, and like backwards <laughs> jeans, like baggy jeans, and like a backwards. Uh, what did, uh, did you baseball did, jersey? Do you remember like your response, like how people looked at you? From, I, I remember from going it. to the bathroom and turning and 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 changing and turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, but I don't, I don't remember like I, I don't remember feeling embarrassed. But that's probably because it was it was too shocking. It's it's probably like PTSD. That's one of those things where like it, it, you're at that age where. Uh, you're just it's it's like a huge I don't know like I remember being in third grade when like uh, people like kids or it was like a style to like or with like wear your hair parts like to like spike it up yeah, yeah and I just yeah. remember like thinking like going into school being like I kind of want to spike my hair up but I don't want anybody to notice it yeah like, oh yeah. yeah and then uh and then like some other kid would do it and everyone's like wow that, that's that thing. is so awesome and you're yeah. just like oh, yeah can i still do it or am i just copying him oh yeah no, I, I mean my 10 year old son he does the same thing he's like like it had like his hair has to be slicked and gelled yeah and like at the part and he's like no it has to be gelled i'm like let me brush your hair man it looks like shit and he's like no it has to be gelled I'm like all right man all right you're going into fifth grade. You can go into fifth grade with like greasy looking hair. <laughs> you know, like you can't help it. Let's just let them do it. I don't think I, 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 I feel like there was a, a time in my life where I used hair gel and it just like stopped at some point. It was just like, Nope. I could just, I can't remember what age it was probably in middle school at some point. I remember I, yeah. wearing, I remember wearing gel like all the time Yeah, and then just like, no more. Well, I mean, it was when I, I, I remember it to a T. It like gel was it was it was silk shirts, like silk shirts and uh and khaki pants and like slick hair. Was and it a? Then, sti- I guess it was a style. I mean, it. The, yeah. Oh, dude. It, like, and it it ended it ended when when we found out about grunge. We when we oh. found out about like like when. So yeah, uh, it smells like. It smells like Nevermind came out in '91. Uh huh. Like we were too young. We were too young to like understand '91. Nevermind. You know. I think. What are your was, earliest memories of that song? Like, if you hear that song, what do you, what do you, do you remember? Does it bring back memories? Like. Yeah, but it's it it it's it's definitely like middle school memories. It it the memories are. But the memories come from '92, so the year after Nevermind came out, and it's uh, the first time I smoked pot. Oh. And was the first like, time you heard that song? That was the first time you heard the song too. No, 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 no. There, there was no music. What the first time I smoked pot? It was at uh, this place called the Volcano, and uh, it was a old like uh, uh, brick factory chimney but uh yeah but but it's it, it correlates with the first time i heard smells like teen spirit wow 
I, I the, when I think about that song, like it reminds me of because like the cousins I was telling you about uh, earlier, but with the new kids on the block stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, that we all went to the same school district, so they would pick me up and drive me to school, and we always had like the Edge on, like the radio station, the Edge yeah. or uh, the Eagle or whatever. It was like the alternative rock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was called alternative rock. Anyway, like I remember, uh, it, this was probably before I got into that type of music. But I, I, I remember that song. Just the song, like the song, always reminds me of just driving to like seventh, sixth or seventh grade or something. Like yeah, it just yeah. reminds me of like mornings before going to middle school. Yeah, like. Before I I didn't have the CD like I got the CD like probably five years later or something like that like I never had it at the time. You you had it post in utero. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, I don't know if you want to dive into Nirvana yet. Oh yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think we're. I mean, we're we we we're, we're gonna revert back to you know all of it. You know. I think we're good. Yeah. When I when I say like we talk about music we get in, we listen to as teenagers like a lot like uh I feel like Nirvana is like probably one of the main bands that just constantly comes up in our conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what we were talking about you did you get into when you listened to them when you were that age did you like have uh Nevermind and uh, at the time n- no, like I, I, I bought Nevermind in '92. Uh, it was, it was, it was hidden, like, oh man. So I, I got a C, CD player, uh, the year for the the Christmas of of uh going going into '92, and my mother bought me, my mom bought me uh Michael Bolton and Kenny G, like those were the two CDs that she bought me, and. I, I went to uh, man. I, it wasn't blockbuster music. It was the music store in the mall. It wasn't Sam Goody's. I can't remember the fucking name of it. Okay. But uh, I, I I bought Nevermind, <clears throat> and then I also stole uh, Incesticide. Like I, I put Incesticide in my. Really. My, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before they had like those big cases on it. Like it was just like CDs like sitting there, and like I bought Nevermind with Incesticide like in my, in my my pants. On a cassette, or CD. Oh, a on CD. CD by that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like that that was like the first time I heard Nevermind all the way through, and not just Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. I, I, when I look back at that time, like, I think, because uh, I know it was kind of this thing of, like, at the at the time, like, all the kids that were into Nirvana, it was, like, this kind of, like, like angry kids who were, like, going through all these problems. And I, I don't know. I think at the time, I just remember, I don't, I wasn't really an angry kid. And I, yeah. so I didn't connect with it, I think. And then, uh. Uh, uh, yeah, I think later on it was like, I don't know, 
I mean, I was one thing I was I tell you a lot is like I sometimes I feel kind of lame that I got into Nirvana like after Kurt Cobain died pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but that's yeah, but that's most of the population. Of, yeah, it's on probably the pretty right normal. Now. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I, I just re- I, yeah. But I I wasn't like I wasn't into him before he died. I mean, I, like I was into the music, but. Yeah, oh, man, that's so weird. You don't feel lame about that. I just remember, like, he... I was, like, a freshman in high school that year, and I remember, like, that happening. And I, I remember seeing it on... I had MTV at that point, and I, I remember seeing it, like, on the news. And I knew. Yeah. I remember knowing it was, like, a big deal, you know, for within music. And I remember this kid in my uh, Spanish class who, like, he was just a big... Nirvana fan, like he's the type, like he he'd write the lyrics, like in his notebooks and all. all oh this. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember him being just like shredded, just like he was so upset about it. Oh, dude, I mean, it was like, I mean, Kurt, like he had hero hero worship that was uh, you know, on it's it, it's hard to say on par with somebody. You know, mm-hmm. hero worship on par with like the Beatles. Yeah, I mean the closest like it, it, thing our generation has to that. Yeah, that totally. Level of... Yeah, yeah, and especially like after death, especially having a death at twenty-seven and being in the twenty-seven club. Like it's uh, you know, there's there's something that goes along with it that. Uh, but that but that wasn't all of them. I don't know. Well, I was. Cause I remember that was uh, April of '94. Yeah. And then uh, that they had recorded the acoustic MTV unplugged acoustic unplugged in New York album. Thing, yeah. Like yeah. in uh, I think November of 1993, like mm-hmm. about six months earlier or so. And then that kind of be that came. They ended up putting that out as a CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, like kind of late 94 probably October yeah. November or whatever and I remember that song uh, was on the radio uh, what, now I'm forgetting it of course but, uh, I need an easy friend I do about a girl about a girl yeah and that, uh, that was the first song I learned on a on an acoustic guitar oh really Could, yeah. do you think you could still play it uh, yeah I think it's like two chords I think it's A and uh no. Yeah, it's A and G. Do you have to yeah. tune the guitar down a half a step? Uh, I, I I think you can just play like a a A oh. major and a G, and it it works. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that album like I just remember that that being like a I, I like I, the the loud angry stuff was like too much for me, and that that album was just like. Right at the right oh. age, in the I think that's when like the 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 melodic part of Nirvana and just like the the song construction, just like yeah, it that's when it. I remember that being like a big big thing for me, like hearing that, um, and yeah. just the kind of like oh. the stripped down version of these like big loud songs, and that I remember that just I remember having that CD, and that was like a a big like. Kind of like one yeah. of my first like, like real rock and roll kind of albums kind of thing, and un- then I got into un- the other Nirvana 
through through that really un, un, unplugged unplugged like took you into like the the songwriting venue of of Kurt Cobain uh, yeah yeah and then and then like it it allowed you to appreciate like in utero which is in mm-hmm. utero like the song the songwriting there is is off the wall mm-hmm. uh you know going going further back off of in, in utero you know you're you're finding like things that were like angsty you know it was the it was the like it was punk rock it was uh like what i think of as punk rock it was just like angsty it made you feel a certain way the lyrics made like pushed you to feel a certain way but uh in utero and unplugged was it was like it was soulful, Kurt getting, like something yeah, kind of yeah yeah poetic kind of getting to that other Absolutely. level of and a lot of um unplugged is uh our co- covers you know mm-hmm. that was the thing like i don't think at the time i i don't i didn't i knew like come as you are was theirs and whatever a few of the other songs yeah. but they did they kind of stayed away from their hits on that album and then yeah. they covered like meat puppets and uh, lead belly and uh, belly oh yeah and Bowie. yeah yeah that's just the, i think that that's really like even as like a person who later started writing songs and stuff like that album was very like influential to me like acoustic well, folk it, punk it, type stuff and it, it's it's timeless it's timeless yeah know? and and it's so also like um I remember they would air that on on MTV a lot. Like I have the DVD somewhere around here, and uh, it's just such a kind of precious thing at this point. Because every time I watch it, it's just like like he died like six months later, and like what if? And I knew he was like good friends with Michael Stipe from REM. Yeah, and he yeah. really like admired like their music. Like automatic for the people and uh, no 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 it, it was all pre automatic for the people. Is automatic for the people like ninety one or ninety two? That, that was ninety four. Okay okay okay. Yeah yeah. Okay. When I'm thinking of out of time. Yeah. Or, but out the, of time. The, like, uh, the like, kind of acoustic, more acoustic type rock well, music. Yeah. And that yeah. he, I guess he had been influenced in that it was just kind of that thing of like i wonder if he would have it you know like i mean everybody when they talk about kurt cobain like what would he have done like next like what would he be doing now like you know musically like well, would he still be do, doing the punk loud punk no, stuff no, or he, like, said, how would he, he, he said he said he wanted new wave he wanted to go new wave you know well, in in the style of like uh like like on the course of like the pixies mm-hmm. you know uh but who know, like who who fucking knows and it doesn't matter because it doesn't doesn't exist yeah uh you know REM existed and mm-hmm. went and but the, that that's when like a genre like totally just died the and, grunge thing <clears throat> or is that what you mean but yeah yeah like grunge but not grunge it wasn't grunge it was like a like grunge was like that's how it was it was yeah, it that's... was called you know yeah, it, grunge, that did not grunge, die with, with. It didn't die no. with Kurt Cobain. No, grunge is still like grunge is at every garage uh, 
you know, with the kids that live, live around in my neighborhood. Like, and I hear it every once in a while, you know, like kids playing on drums and they're playing guitar. It's, it's garage music, mm-hmm. you know, that's grunge. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? Something that died with him musically, like. Oh, was, was like that idea that, uh, grunge, like, uh, like the dirtiness, uh, like, like the, the low production, uh-huh. Like all after that, like it, it didn't matter anymore. I mean, bands still persi- per- persisted. You know, you had Sebade and uh and Pavement and uh, like these underground bands, but they're not underground anymore. But at the time, they were very underground. Underground bands that like did the same thing, but it didn't. It never sounded the same as as like garage or grunge, as you want to say. I think one thing about Nirvana that was so, like, it, it, it's almost like they kind of bridged the gap between, like, I I know that it, it's almost like it, it was kind of, like, in the gutter, but it was also, like, the number one music in the world kind of thing. Like, yeah, it was, I, mean, I know that they were, like, pop, a pop band, sort of, in a way, like, underneath all of it, just because of how famous they were, but it, it it's almost like it was just... I think he had a a love of that, like just pure punk kind of thing, and just bring and he he was able to like bring it into the mainstream, like straight, just like a lightning bolt, like straight into the, like yeah. That's yeah, just like um, it's he, just he, crazy he, to think of something like that raw that like became that huge, like. But yeah, he 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 had a talent. He had an incredible talent, and uh, was raised on like somewhat decent music cheap trick like you listen to cheap trick which was you know his 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 like go-to for writing music it's it sounds nothing like nirvana it sounds poppy it's like a catchy but it's yeah. not it's not nirvana you know he had something that was totally different just he like brought the, all this stuff together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had the talent to like make. I think it's just one of those things it's, where you, you don't. Uh, or go ahead. What are you saying? It's it's on par with Buddy Holly. Like Buddy Holly did the same thing. You know, we 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 could we could put Kurt Cobain up there as like a songwriter and an innovator in music as Buddy Holly. Uh huh. It's just crazy, like to look. Uh, uh, I don't know. I always look back on. I I remember. Uh, like we've talked about the uh, the journals that they put out, like Kurt Cobain journals. Yeah. And you had yeah. like kind of mixed feelings about. Oh. Well, they were. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, they're like. Um, I guess they'd they'd found some old notebooks that he'd had, and like where he'd written lyrics or like kind of like some short. Well, they, no, they they didn't find them. Uh, Courtney had licensing licensing to. Kurt's old journals and she released them. Okay. Yeah. And they're just, for, I mean, they're just like copies of like notebooks, like regular old notebooks kind of stuff. It's like I a mean, diary. Yeah. It was, it was his diary that was released to the public. Yeah. And I know, I understand, I, I get like the creepy side of it. I think I, at the time I was just so like fascinated by it. Like I couldn't, you know, it's like that thing when like, man, I hate TMZ, but they're they're 
they have a story I just have to read right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's no, that kind it, of I'm, like yeah, tabloid yeah. type. But it, but it, I just remember that being like a big deal of being able to read the like kind of the, the blueprint of these like what ended up becoming like huge songs. Mm-hmm. And just seeing it as a kid like um, who liked music, just seeing the uh, kind of, wow, like he was just a guy with like a cheap notebook and some cheap pens and you know like it, that that's all so normal like everybody can yeah it, it was like it made it, it made level. him very it made him very human yeah yeah, yeah. but like uh, but at the same time like that humanness like in the notebooks like made me feel weird yeah which which is weird as, on another landscape because you know I can read like the journals of like Steinbeck and feel okay about reading his journals hmm. or you know like about writers but like with the musician and seeing somebody's like sketches and I don't know I don't know it was it was different it was different for sure I'm just going through the topics real fast um it was it was was weird because like i never i never watched uh mtv like i I never had like a i never had mtv uh so i I never saw the videos like i never like like the music was always through like a speaker it was never visual right i'm trying to i'm gonna pull up this uh Sorry. Earlier today, I typed out some kind of basically like an outline for stuff we were going to talk about, and uh, now I'm trying to pull it up so I can read it again because I just wasn't remembering. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because like I I printed it out and I have it in front of me right now, but it's on a piece of it's it's on a piece of paper. <laughs> I ha- well, I wrote it the way. This isn't important. I don't. I, I just. I wrote it on index. I, I got. I was like, I need to write down topics. I, I wrote them like on index cards, like all of them, and then I put them in the, an order that would make sense, and then yeah. I typed them out for you. So you, I was going by. I was going by the index cards, but we're kind of skipping around, so I didn't. The, anyway. The, the the first thing when I saw what you what you typed out, I was like, I, I like the uh, I like the font. It looked like a typewriter. It is. It's called a <laughs> typewriter smudged. I, I downloaded it from some font website. And I, it's like what I write in like every day. That's I favorite. love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're losing focus. What else did you have? <laughs> what else were you going to say about Nirvana? No, it's, I, hard to, I, so, I, there, it's hard to I, just I talk. Think we, I think we, we, we moved past Nirvana. I mean... Like Nirvana, like decimated my my teen years. Uh-huh. You know, like it, it took it up. It was a uh, oh, like I was doing sound for the garage band that sounded like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We like we were drinking Bud Light. No, we were drinking Bud Heavy, smoking weed, like playing shows across, like house shows across uh, North Carolina. But, uh, I mean, I wasn't, I was doing sound. I was just part of like a scene that sounded like Nirvana. This was way then, before you and I ever met. We met like in 99 or 
98 or something. I think 99. Mm. Yeah, this this was. Uh, <clears throat> and you weren't even in I Texas mean, at that point, like you said. Oh no, yeah, I was in I was in North Carolina. I was in Roseboro, Sampson County, North Carolina. Uh, and it took a while for like the wave to hit there. Uh, yeah, uh, and then you know ninety four hit, oh, but at the same time, like like Weezer came around in ninety four. Like, which totally changed the landscape of music. Uh, okay, here's a crazy thing. And but there were there were there were multiple albums that came out in '94 that, like, yeah, that was yeah. a big uh, tell time. Uh, or like I don't know that that was just a big era. Like movies were like Pulp Fiction came out like in '93. Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption. That was like the year those those movies yeah. all came out. Uh, and then they were all nominated for the Academy Award at the Oscars in 94. But, um, oh, I was going to say is like, okay, Kurt Cobain died like uh, April 8th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Blue Album, like Weezer's Blue Album came out November 10th, 1994. Yep. Like mm-hmm. about a month later. Like, I don't know. I was just... I guess I didn't realize that until like a few years ago. I like was looking at the dates and I was just like, "Wow!" Like, it, it it's like a they're they're both on uh, Geffen Records, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They were Geffen for sure. My first thought was like, Kurt Cobain never heard Weezer, Ooh. and then I thought maybe did they maybe they sent him like a early maybe he had some early thing they from the I mean I don't know if they would have sent him some random band or whatever. It's It's, totally possible, yeah. But anyway, like, it, it, there's just like a break there, like Nirvana, and then Weezer comes out, and Weezer is like, kind of like, um, I don't, I I think they've changed a lot over the years, I don't, but at the time, for sure, I think they were, I don't know, they were kind of seen as almost like the, the sunshiner, sunshiny, like well, preppier version. No, 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 version no, no, no. It, no it, it went, it went from like Seattle, like, like grunge rock, to California. Let's feel good about like something. Mm-hmm. You know, because in '96, what came out in '96 it was Sublime's record. You know. Mm-hmm. So like it was like this like total shift from. Like we feel angsty, but it was people that were, you know, in '94, the the Generation X. They they were they've moved past that, and they felt like they were okay, and they that that was the mu- music that was coming. Out. I, I think I think that's how it worked. I I, re- I remember having a lot of, I mean, just being like 14 years old or whatever. I guess I just turned 14 at that at that point. And I, I didn't, I remember seeing, like I did have MTV and I, I remember seeing the sweater song, like coming on, you know, after school, you come home, turn on MTV. And it's like, I remember thinking that was a cool song, but at that point they were just another band. Like yeah. Weezer was just some other band. And then like a few months later, uh, Buddy Holly comes out. And it was, I remember thinking like, that's cool. Like that's the same guys and whatever. And then, like, a little bit later, I don't know when, maybe it might have been 1995 by then, 
that's when like Say It Ain't So came out. Oh, yeah. I, that was when I was like, okay, I I need to buy this CD. Like oh. that was when it was kind of, you know, that was when when I switched over and became a fan. And then then I remember. Like I remember going, I think I probably went to like Walmart. Or, I remember my dad taking me somewhere, and I think I think it was Walmart. And I just bought, I bought it. I just remember having it on my disc band, like in the his truck, like listening to uh, the Blue album, and that was yeah. like, that was just such a huge album for me, like at that age. It's still, it's, it, it still is. Yeah. I mean, and not just for me, but I mean. Like my son, my ten-year-old son loves Weezer mm-hmm. because of the Blue Album. Yeah, but his favorite song is uh, "My Name Is Jonas." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I just that was like one of the first CDs I just remember, like bu- buying it and like wanting, uh, like I could listen t- to the whole thing, and like I liked every song, and uh. And I remember having like a thought where like, I wish I had enough money to buy everybody this CD. Yeah. yeah. Like I I remember having that, and then I like a lot of times like, throughout high school, if some if I met somebody and they didn't like Weezer, I would I would have a harder time, like wanting to be friends with them. <laughs> do you, do you, do you still listen to it? Like. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not all the time, but I. Uh, sometimes I've I've been li- I listened to uh, I liked the the White Album like that came out a couple years ago. That's kind of in that vein of sunshiny, yeah, yeah. T- type music and or sort of. But uh, yeah, I lis- I do listen to it. I, I I feel like I should listen to it more. But it, I mean, say it ain't so. That's like a song. Like if I pick up my guitar, like half the time I just start playing that song, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those. Yeah, kind of yeah, songs. That, yeah. That's definitely always the warm up. You know, like the the first couple chords. Uh, Tuck likes to hear say it, say it ain't so, and then he likes to hear Sublime's uh, uh, Santeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we talked, uh, this is Thursday night. We talked like last Friday night, I think. Yeah. yeah. And you, we were talking about Sublime and I had, I had listened to them back then, but I didn't, I hadn't listened to them in a long time. And after talking to you, like I went on this like whole Sublime, like rap, like I've been, I've been listening to their music like a whole lot since talking yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, I was listening, listening to that album and then then uh i watched like the behind the music on youtube or, yeah uh, yeah but uh like, go like ahead. i i i remember i remember when when brad died just like i remember when kurt died just like i remember when john candy died Did, but, like it like they're they, they those were like three deaths like as a at a young dude's age that i remember so, okay, so did you listen to them before they? Because that was their major label debut. It came out after he died. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, which did one? You, the the Sublime record, like the Sublime. Yeah, record? that the big one. That was like their major label debut. It came out. And like, came, it came out two months after he died. Something like that. Really? 
Yeah, because no, like, I, 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 like I was, I was in uh, Kiowa Beach, South Carolina, with Johnson Carr, and I remember like there was a, the TV was on or the radio was on. I can't remember for sure, but we were about to go out to the patio and smoke cigarettes, and like we were sneaking out to go smoke cigarettes, and like on the TV or the radio, they said Brad, uh, Brad Noel had died, and I was like, oh, that's fucked up, but we had weed. So instead of like going out to smoke cigarettes on the front porch or on the porch on the patio, like we drove down to the beach, we rode down to the beach on our bikes, smoked a blunt and uh, smoked the cigarettes out there. Talk about Brad Noel. Um, okay. I'm look, I looked it up. He died May 25th, 1996 and he was 28. So he is not in the 27 club thing. But yeah, he just, just I feel morbid it. kind of talking about this, but no, that's whatever. Uh, uh, but, they had but, two albums but, or uh, 40 ounces to freedom and Robin yeah. Hood were out. I don't, but they're, uh, but for, I think for, they were like indie ounce, albums kind of thing. I th- no, I think 40 ounces to freedom had uh, Santa Rosa on it. Oh, it did. I don't, I, Santa, Santa, Santa on it. I know it was on the, I knew it was on the, uh, the self-titled album, but I don't. It, it was. Might, it was. It was on. It was. It was on the radio. Like I knew. I knew the song. I knew. Oh, dude, look it up. Can you look it up for me? It, yeah. it, like forty ounces of freedom. Is that Santeria? Um. Man, that has a lot of songs. Twenty-three songs. Uh. No, it's probably not on there. It's not on that. I don't see it on that one. They it did have uh, "Bad Fish." Was like wasn't that a big? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, later on, "Date Rape" was like their kind of. Yeah. Um. Let me look. At, I I'm not real familiar with. That's great. That's let me crazy, look. Robin the Hood was after that one. Um, that had like pull shark and a. The, yeah, the boss that DJ. Was the no, but um, yeah, but no, that I, I remember. I remember for a fact, like Santeria on the radio. It at may the same have been time. a single, or yeah, without a doubt, let me, it had oh, to be a single. Well, let me. Okay, this says Santeria was released January seventh, nineteen ninety seven. What man? A single. Maybe it wasn't that. I'm messing up your whole like. History. Oh, dude, my yeah, my my timeline is totally fucked now. And there, I mean, that, yeah, that that that. I mean, like, yeah, that's crazy. They were a band uh, that, like, I didn't. I never had that CD. I I love that the the three songs that everybody heard, you know, uh, wrong mm-hmm. way and what I got, yeah. Santeria. Uh, but I never ha- had it. I, it was that was another thing I was we we always talk about it is the difference between like back then versus how you listen to music back then how you, we listen back then versus kind of how it is now as far as like like these days maybe you're like have Spotify or Apple Music or something and you just listen if, you, if there's some song you like you can just listen to the whole album and it's no oh, big yeah, deal yeah. 
And back then, like, it was this whole thing of, like, do I want to spend $12 on this? I like, I like this one song. Do, is the whole album going to be good? And then, like, even just, like, being able to listen to the whole thing somewhere, like, at a Virgin or Blockbuster Music or, or wherever else. Like, that was a big oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, somewhere you could put the CD on. Yeah, like, like you never, it. it was like a, it was like gambling, like buying a CD, like you didn't know if you're spending all your money on like one good song and a bunch of just junker kind of songs, like. Yeah, yeah. And that, I'm, I think that was, that album is, is one that I, like these days I would listen to the whole album probably, but back then I, I just never got around to buying this, but I did have the, uh sublime acoustic there's like a it's kind of like demos and and stuff i had well, that and i remember really liking that a lot one that came around uh during that time but it was my i'm, I'm totally fucking serious it was my sister's it was my sister's album like she wanted it i didn't buy it it was clueless the clueless soundtrack oh yeah yeah and the clueless soundtrack was off the wall like uh, yeah, it had uh, yeah. everything. Like Mata Hopple. Like the first time hearing Mata Hopple, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Is, do you say Hopple? Is it Hopple or Hoople? I don't know. All, all I know about that is uh, all the young dudes. In the game of life. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like all the young dudes, but it's Mata Ho- Hopple, Mata Hoople doing all the young dudes. Oh, okay. Like, oh. Uh, and then Radio Radiohead. It, that was my introduction to Radiohead was the f- fucking Clueless soundtrack. Oh yeah, okay. I'm looking. I looked up uh, the Kids in America, mm-hmm. the Muff, uh, the Muffs. Oh my god, the Ghost in You was like Counting Crows, fake plastic uh, trees. Um, do you, do you want to talk about the the Counting Crows? Yeah, we had okay. The, on our little outline, we have like bands we were definitely wanting to talk about, and then there were kind of these other bands that, um, well, I don't know, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we could talk about Counting Crows. They're they're in the group of other bands we were, were going to maybe talk about. It, How did, it was okay. one, it, it was it was one that stood out to me. Okay, yeah, I, o- I was only, pretty sure you listened to them. I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, loved it, loved it. Uh. Listen, listen to Counting Crows for like a long time, but I cannot listen to them anymore. Like, do you mean you can't listen to their new stuff, or you can't listen to their old, no, even their no, old just stuff? Any, like even even nostalgically, like it doesn't, it has no setting. Like really? It's it, it just, oh, yeah, it's so bad to me. That's really weird to me because I think they're, I don't know. They they have some to me they have some really amazing like albums that stand the test of time. I know that the I don't know. I think the like sincerity of it, like I think people kinda roll their eyes at a lot. I yeah. Nah. It's it's it like I I loved it at one point mm-hmm. and it like felt good, but now it's just like a barfing in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, you I, know, I, it, it just changed. I guess I can. I don't know. I can. I can see kind of what you're saying. I guess I. I probably did feel that way at some point, but. I've, I don't know. I just like 
I like that band. And I, re I remember it, uh, when that was out, 93, 94, was when uh, August and Everything After came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, To me, that's like a great, like, that's like Van Morrison, like, type. It's like just a classic kind of album, like. But it, it's, 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 it's like that classic, uh, 93, 94 album, like automatic for the people, you know, which, I mean, I, I, I can listen to almost all of those songs all the time if I'm in the right mood. I don't know. Uh, they were, I was a big Counting Crows fan, especially, uh. August and everything after and recovering the satellites and uh, this desert life I think is that's a great album and, and uh, I'll say like I don't listen I haven't listened to this music a whole lot lately but I, I do remember kind of went around hard candy kind of losing interest in them a little bit but then uh, I don't know I've listened to their more recent albums and I don't know. To me, they're a band that I, they're kind of like one of those like hard rocking, hard hard working. Sorry, bands that they just keep going and they they just kind of do their thing, kind of in their corner, yeah. and like mm -hmm. they're not like like the cool thing hasn't stuck with them or whatever. But I still I respect them for just sticking to what they do, you know. And they like a like Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but Dave Matthews sucks. I haven't heard any of his new stuff. They, that was a huge band to me, like especially like junior senior year of hi high school. Like, oh, for sure. I, why did I even forget about them? That's crazy. Like I didn't even. Yeah. When when Dave Matthews' Crash came out, like it was just like the perfect like love song. Like that whole album, you just roll through it. Mm -hmm. For some, but but it's really it's but it's really sad. The album is really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, have you seen that movie Lady Bird? Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, I did, but I think I fell, fell asleep okay. halfway through it. I don't, I won't say too much in case people haven't seen it, but th that song Crash Into Me is kind of like a, a key song in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, what's that, 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 that is like Crash Into Me is uh, a culmination of like me going to Cotillion which is like a finishing school, like learning how to like waltz or like meeting this girl called Summer. Her name was Summer. And I had my license. I had a 72 MGB and I picked up Summer and like, it was like a, it was a fling, but all we did was kiss. Like it was just like a, a sweet kiss. But man, like, like, like the, the tone of it, like the the feeling of that song was mm -hmm. just too much. Yeah, I remember that was kind of around that time was when a lot of guys I was like in high school with were starting to play guitar, or like there were some some guys who had been playing for a while, but you know, being like fifteen, sixteen years old and yeah. start playing, and then acoustic, and then that song comes out. I remember, I just remember like some dude would be able to play that, and you're like. Whoa, Dude, it's, that's like kind of hard to play. Like, how do you do that? But it's so sexual. It's so incredibly like like sensual and sexual. 
Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. It's it, it's like if if like a dude plays like stirred up to a gal, you know. That's you know, another like thing he, we were we talk about a lot when we talk about these songs we liked when we were like teenagers is like you don't. Uh, you were talking about Tuck listening to Santeria, and it's like yeah. this song about like you know. Papa Cap and Sancho, and I'll slap her head. Like it's like and if I'll you slap her to, ass down. Slap yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And just like kind of that thing when you're when I, maybe he's I don't I don't know how he listens to the music, but I remember being that age and a lot of the like kind of more serious adult theme type stuff would just go completely over my head. Yeah. Like I, yeah. you know, I'd be like singing the song like all completely like out loud like. Not even knowing like what what it means, you know what I mean. But you're caught. Yeah, you're just yeah. into like the melody of it and the feeling of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot. Like if I listen to a lot of that music now, I'm like, whoa, what? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, like missing yeah. a lot of of. I think it, that what at that what I was gonna what is, I was getting at is like I think like a lot of like music that appeals to like younger people a lot of it is about the feeling of the music more sometimes more than like the lyrical content like not all the time but a lot of it is just the the, 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 the emotion beat and melody the beat and melody yeah yeah i mean uh i i, I guess i mean but maybe they're also latching on to a, a little bit of a, I don't know, like, uh, I remember being my, my first Elvis tape and like one of the songs on there, it was like the greatest hits of Elvis and it was in the ghetto uh -huh. and, be, and being Tuck's age and hearing in the ghetto and like understanding something off of it that was like so beyond me. There was kind of like uh, a, uh, um, finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. That, yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about like when you're like, um, you know, you're like 14 or 15, or whatever. And what I, the thing I remember about being that age is like not being articulate. Like it's like you're feeling like a million things, and you don't know how to get. You can't express it at all. Like. Mm -hmm. in any way yeah for sure and I remember that being like a big uh, I just remember thinking like if I can learn how to put my thoughts into a clear like express myself with my words but like really well like I won't have any problems <laughs> or something yeah 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 it, it's it's a barrier for sure yeah yeah and so like when you listen to this music and it's like rock music or whatever and whoever's singing it they're like like the confidence is a big part of it and they're, you know, kind of standing in front of everybody and saying all this stuff and it becomes this kind mm -hmm. of like, even if what, even if they're not completely articulate or whatever and what they're saying, it's still, it's like a, someone is saying, <laughs> someone it's, is yeah, talking it's, and it's like, they and usually like, you know, you're listening, you're 14 or whatever and you're listening to someone who's like 10 years older than you or, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they kind of know more. Like it's almost like wisdom, but it's yeah, not like it's, it's not like it's nerdy a, adult like parent wisdom. It's like 
No, it's 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 in 1994, and uh, everybody hurts comes out, and I'm I'm just a kid listening to REM's Everybody Hurts, mm-hmm. but Michael Stipe wrote the fucking song, and he's you know 20 years older than me, but it's like a connection to a human being that ha- is having these emotions that are that are not, that I'm having as a kid. You know, yeah, and say it ain't so, like a you know, a stepfather issue that he has, and you don't understand like the whole issue in the song, but you know, he like there's a stepfather issue, and you're like, oh man, so I connect to that as well, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this is another okay, another thing that made me think of something like, okay. When we when you get the CDs, like when we would buy CDs as kids, like it was kind of like you never knew if it was gonna have like the lyrics in the the uh, CD booklet or whatever. Like oh, sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes they have the, the lyrics and you yeah. so you know. Yeah. But I remember the we the Blue Album not having a lyric. Oh yeah, yeah. A lyric booklet or whatever in the yeah. book in the like, booklet. No, you un- you unfold it and it showed like a. The garage. Yeah, yeah, the garage. Yeah, uh, yeah. the setup. The, in the, the one that's in the, the Say It Ain't So video that we're there to mm-hmm. play. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, like, I, I, but so it kind of made it that thing where you don't know exactly what they're saying. And, like, these. that's a, another thing, like, that's different about these days. Like, now you just type it in Google and <laughs> look it up somewhere. Yeah, and everything. Back then, there. like, you didn't yeah. know. I remember uh, when Pinkerton came out and it didn't have the lyrics. But there was, uh, like, yeah. a place you yeah. could mail, like, a self-addressed stamped envelope, and they'd mail you the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and, like, so I have somewhere, I, I wish I knew where it was, because I, I think it's, like, one of the coolest things. It's, like, a, I mean, it's just, like, a copied printout kind of little booklet, but it has, like, it's, like, written in, like, Rivers Cuomo's, like, handwriting, like, the lyrics to... From Geffen? Pink, from, from uh, Pinkerton. Uh... I don't know. It might have been like a fan club thing or something. I don't. I don't really don't remember uh, how I did that. Now I think. I'm. I think I'm it really was a self addressed. I'm really jealous that you have that. That's. If you get that's a the, really cool uh, thing. there's a deluxe version of Pinkerton, and I th- I think they reprinted a lot of that, like in that. But uh, I just yeah, remember that's not that's not the same. Yeah, I remember yeah. thinking it was like the coolest thing, and I've. Now I'm suddenly like, where is that? I don't know. It was just—it was so cool because it was his own handwriting, and these yeah. songs that are like, supremely like personal, like, to a ridiculous level, and being see, like, see, oh, so that's like, what he's like, saying. Like, oh, that's like what he's Pink, saying. Pink, Pinkerton. Oh man, see that—that that was a weird one. Like I never, I, I. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's going, like that's, I could do a whole podcast into... into about Pinkerton, like that whole. That, well, I mean, just like me not getting into Pinker, Pinkerton, like, like so I left. Oh, and I said that that's how that's how it goes. I left like like music for a moment, mm-hmm. and got into like Christian music. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it, like it was a lapse of from uh, ninety ninety eight until 2001 yeah i i mean I, yeah i know what you're talking about i listened to a lot of it, like 
when you say Christian music, you, you, you're talking about like, kind of like, kind of a punk Christian or like kind of that, all, yeah, that scene like, of all, like all, uh, alternative Christian music. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was big into like five iron frenzy and, uh, I don't know if you were, might not yeah, have like, no, switch, switch foot. Yeah. Switch like, foot, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I, I remember going to God's place and seeing switch foot before, like they had just released, uh, that, that first album of the, the legend of chin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, like, which is, I mean, still a really good album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then going into like, like deep delve delving into Christian music, mm-hmm. and it's it's stuff that I enjoy still, like nostalgically. But like I go back and listen to it, and it's, it's it, like it, it's not great, you know. I think a lot of it, because uh, like when I met you, it was at Glenview at this church we were going to that I grew up at. And then I left for a little while, and then I came back after I graduated high school. I started going back there, and Brian was there, and you were in a band at Two Ton, Two Ton Fish at the time. Do you want me yep. to talk about? Is this okay to talk about? I don't know if you're like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And they were kind of like like in this. It was this, it was a big youth group, kind of a. If you're, I'm trying to describe it for people who aren't familiar with like Fort Worth or North Fort Worth, but it's kind of like a, uh, it's like a big suburban area type place. And, uh, and the youth group was pretty big. Like I want to say like 200 people kind of thing, um, middle school and high school. And, uh, so like within the youth group, they're this band and they're like the cool guys or maybe, maybe you saw it differently, but I, I was, I mean, I was like out of high school at this point, but I remember kind of reconnecting with like Brand Brandon uh we mentioned him earlier, Brandon Cowan, he's he's a mutual friend of both of ours and he's somebody I was friends with as like two year olds and like little kids. Um but he was the drummer in your band and I kind of yeah. so I kinda of met you through him, through like kind of reconnecting with him and then meeting the guys in the band and then you were one of those guys. Um, but what, anyway, what I was getting at was that the whole, like, um, kind of all these like Christian bands, like it's kind of, a, um, I want to say like there, there's like a scene kind of around there. It's probably, there's probably still something like that around there here now. I don't know. But, uh, it was like a, I just remember knowing a lot of people in bands and knowing people who just would go out and play all these shows. And it was this whole thing like and then there but there'd always be these like um bands that were kind of there'd be a lot of them were local bands kind of like maybe they'd y'all go play in like dallas or maybe waco but yeah, yeah. or denton or something but maybe not y'all wouldn't like go to like Kansas. No, or it, yeah it was it was it was definitely in texas we we made it out to lubbock once yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 then at the same time, when you're playing these bands, you get connections with like bands that are a little bit bigger that are playing kind of, I don't know, that whole like kind of like independent Christian music thing. That's like a, that was like a huge thing. And back then that was, I just remember that being a, oh, like a huge, not. huge like world of people. and Yeah. But like, 
at, when I, when I look back on it, like, was it like a, was, was it a band that was like spreading a message? I don't think it was. I think it was like, like guys that wanted to be in a band, you know, mm-hmm. and we happened to be in like a, a Christian setting. So there was like a venue for it. Uh, at least for me, like, I think Matt, Matt Shelton felt different about it. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> and, and he went on, he, he went on to actually stay in that, that sort of realm, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kept playing music as well, but in Nashville, it was totally different, you know? And Nashville was just, uh, it was, it was garage rock. Yeah. It's weird being a, a musician in Nashville. It feels not, I mean, there is still like a place for kind of that kind of like lower level type raw stuff. But oh, so, oh, there's oh. so many like professional, like let, let, career let me musicians. on that and, and say that I'm, I'm definitely not a musician. <laughs> like, uh, I was, I was never good at, at playing like a guitar, like on stage. I was never great at like I, I've never been a, a musician. Uh, I like growing up, like watching, uh, like Kurt play, and like I, I, I wanted to emulate like Kurt and uh, Pete Townsend. I, mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be like a showman. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never, like I never cared about like uh, the craft of music whatsoever. I just wanted to be on stage and be seen. I remember going to uh, a lot of a lot of your, your your shows, like at different, like one one day you'd be at like some rock Christian rock club type place, yeah. then you'd be like at a in a church like uh, like a fellowship hall type, yeah, place <laughs> playing worship music, yeah, kind of different. Um, and I remember going like uh, we all went to Cornerstone, which is this big uh, Christian <clears throat> music festival. I have no idea if it's still happening. It might, it might be, I don't know. But, uh, I remember we all went like, I think y'all went a couple years. I feel like we're, this might be getting off topic, but we're, I don't think so. Okay. We were wanting to talk about how, how, uh, the music that influenced us and then how, how we kind of, you know, got into our, making our own music eventually. I think we're rolling right into it. Yeah. Okay. I, I just remember going to Cornerstone. It was in a Bushnell, Illinois. Is that right? Uh, no, Bush. No, no. Uh, uh Peoria. Yeah, outside Peor- of Peoria. Okay. okay. I, well, we we went like in a big group, like your band, and then me, and then uh, a bunch of our mutual friends, Jordan Brown, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, all those cool people, and uh, Ryan Rowe can't forget Ryan Rowe. And uh, anyway, you, we, I remember that just being like, a, it was probably eight or ten of us, maybe all together, riding up there in like a rented van, like a 15-passenger van type thing. And then, uh, and, and, I don't know, we, you know, you go up there and you camp in a big field. And then uh, everyone, there's all these, like, uh it's just, you know, it's a music festival. There's all these different stages everywhere and different types of bands. Like, there's the acoustic music 
tent and then there's like the punk tent and all that whatever anyway like I, I just i was saying like all the places i'd seen your band play i remember standing in a field like uh at cornerstone and seeing you guys like just play like in a field or at one point oh. it was just kind of funny because it was like right just i don't know it was like kind of like this path it was like just everybody's like everywhere they're tents like all over the place and y'all just like stand there like on the side of this like path where all these people are walking by and just like i don't know if you plugged into like a generator oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Uh, like like on yeah on, on the the walk path yeah yeah and yeah. just started playing and it was just kind of like and then you know i mean everyone just kind of people start crowding around and like <clears throat> yeah. moshing or, or skanking or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah and then the second year we went there I, did did you go there? Did, I, did you go to the second year? I I only went one year and it was two thousand one and I I okay. can't remember if that was the second year for you or yeah no so the second year we had a stage and we played on the stage okay um, and we thought we were hot shit you know yeah like we were, we were on a stage and like there were people like you know giving us like water. <laughs> 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 like oh you know we're we're rock stars yeah <clears throat> and uh yeah oh man uh cornerstone was a weird one that uh, like after that like we met you know we, we met some of the people at cornerstone that we thought were like hot shit as well dogwood mm-hmm. and uh took them oh, man that's so uh and Matt Shelton like kind of felt fell into that role of you know he wanted to move on and and keep doing that mm-hmm. like like musically like he wanted to be a, like he he's a musician yeah and uh like none I I can't think of a, another musician that came out of it besides Matt Shelton yeah I just remember like I know I know we saw like uh. Pedro the Lion, because at that point we were all big fans of him, and uh, yeah. I remember seeing like like I mentioned like Five Iron Frenzy. I think I saw them for like the tenth time or something that mm-hmm. year, and then like uh, Caveman's Call was a big one for me, and then uh, I don't know there were a lot of bands we saw. Is there somewhere? Uh, like... I have a memory of because I was hanging out with Ryan Rowe. I I've told you this. I don't. This might be. I think this is okay. That it's kind of a, a kind of a cute story. Ryan yeah. Rose, one of our good friends, and uh, we would we both liked acoustic type music. So I usually he knew more of it than I did. So I'd follow mm-hmm. him around. And I remember uh, he had this a crush on this girl like Kristen, but she was there with this other guy, and I remember him saying like then like man she's just like the coolest girl ever and, like <laughs> he just had like a huge crush on her and it was like like a, a few years later like they ended up dating and then like they're married now and it's kind of cool yeah. kind of cool and, remembering that you know yeah and they they, they they live right down the road from me yeah and they're they yeah. are like speaking of cool like they're about as cool as it gets i think those two yeah It'd be, it would be a lot cooler, I hope, 
Ryan listens to this, it'd be a lot cooler if he comes over and like chills with me. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, him since. I, I know. Uh, I remember the last time I saw Kristen. But... I, anyway. I have, a, I, don't... I have a funny story about, uh, about Derek uh, that uh, came, came in's call. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek Webb. Derek Webb, yeah. He was like, him and I were at a at a at a show at a Five Points, and uh, like I was I was really hurting for a dishwasher at the at the at the time. Like I needed somebody to wash dishes at my 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 restaurant, and uh, my buddy introduced me to this dude, and he's really really tiny, and I was like, man, I need to wa- I, I need a dishwasher. Like, do you want to wash dishes? He's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I was like, man, I'm, I'll pay you whatever. <laughs> and it was, it was Derek Webb. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm good. And he was like, I'm Derek Webb. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you knew who he was. No, no. A- after the fact, when like my buddy was like, Hey, that's Derek Webb from Caden's call. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. I was like, sorry, bud. But seriously, if you need to wash some extra dollars, if you ever need a job, like want to wash dishes, I got one. You right just seem like you'd be great at washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Funny. He's a he's a cool guy. He's somebody who, like, uh, I was a big Cademan's Call fan from yeah. like starting in like high school, and uh, they're another band I went. Yeah, I saw them like. 15 or 20 I don't know like so, so many times and then like moving what? to Nashville like you're suddenly like meeting like people like that like and getting to know him and he's he's just been a r- real nice cool guy like still kind of oh, keep yeah, in touch no. with like on Twitter and stuff like that like I mean his lyrical content is is optimal so I I do want to bring this up uh I called Rich uh-huh. uh before you set up the the microphones and I was like Rich, tell me what I listen to in between, like, like Fort Worth and Waco, in the in in like pre-Oregon area or pre-Oregon era, and like he threw out a bunch of fucking shit, you know, like all the shit that I knew. It was Strokes mostly, and uh, I would have like two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah, uh, two thousand one going into late 2002 and uh the one thing the one thing that he said that like hit real hard because we, we we were listening to tape cassettes in in my bronco uh-huh. <clears throat> and that's when i had like the full jeff grant tape cassettes oh and 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 rochelle oh uh. so like that was that that, that was a hard setting like period of my period of my life like not even like like basically 2001 to like 2001 in fort worth driving fort worth to waco and then getting out of waco and going to oregon mm-hmm. i listened to, to jeff grant tapes man this was uh i i don't know who listens to this I write songs and I've started writing songs like 
probably around 1999 with a lot around a lot of these these people like O'Brien and a lot of the people we've been talking about and uh I had like a four track and I'd record some tapes and then I mean this is like you make like five or six copies of some, some tape you recorded and some of my friends would, would want them so I'd, I'd give them out and all this stuff and that kind of became my I was like I'm gonna keep do, doing this I guess yeah and uh but I don't even. I might have some of these tapes somewhere. I don't know where Ele- they are, but eleven songs for good people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. I kind of remember recording that. <laughs> I mean, I remember. Get, I think it was Christmas, and I got a four track, like a four track cassette recorder. Probably around. Two thousand. There, 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 there were there were there were four cassettes that i played like on repeat like and it was uh woco summer chief it was jeff grant and it could have been any jeff grant i had i had had four cassettes at that time uh uh 11 songs for good people uh oh man i'd I'd have to go back these are probably songs that like not a lot of people have heard like i don't think i would remember i know i know I would know what and you're then, talking and, about. And, and, then, and then, and then, Bob Marley, uh, like basically, like like any Bob Marley. Yeah. And uh, oh fuck, what was it? I had another one. I didn't write it down then. Anyway, I'm trying yeah. to remember. I feel like, uh, well, you mentioned Summer Teeth. I knew you listened to that. No, so, Summer Teeth was like super heavy, and then Bob Marley like any Bob Marley tape that I had and then Jeff Grant and, uh, was it any Nirvana? No, 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 it was no Nirvana. There was was no aggression. It was like everything that was chill. And like the chill was, I mean, was it like Paul Simon or James Taylor? No. Oh, fuck no. Uh, there, There was James Taylor, but that was after dating Bethany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but the the drive, the drive from Fort Worth to Oregon, was like full on, like like mixtapes of like Jeff Grant and uh, Bob Marley. <laughs> That's funny. I yeah. uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, you basically he we we were in Fort Worth, and then he moved up to Oregon and then maybe a year or two later my our friend Josh and I moved to Nashville and then we kind of were in contact with Brian and our other friend Richie and then they ended up coming and joining us in Nashville and I think we we probably talked about this in the last time we last podcast we did together because this is this this is stuff we talk about like all the time Uh, but uh, yeah. So they came, and then then our other then Brandon Cowan came, and so we kind of had our our little like Texas guys like all hanging out, living together. Like, but but we we haven't while. talked about like like you recording music like on a four track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which started in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. I I, I remember get the, okay that four track that we're talking about. I remember getting it 
um, I, I think it was a Christmas, and I remember in Denton, because I lived in Denton in this apartment at the time, and uh, I'd record, that's when I started trying to record songs, and uh, it's funny to me, like, looking back on that as, like, having a four-track as being, like, like, you have a setup, like, like, I, I remember, like, recording, I record, like, Rochelle, I remember giving, I think I'd went to her apartment once and set up the microphones or something and then because I, I feel like I I think I set it up or I showed her how to how to how it worked and because she didn't want anybody there like she was like yeah, recorded yeah. in like a closet or something shit such a beautiful voice too yeah yeah I, it's funny to me like that it was like I had like the person with like the gear and it was just like a like a Tascam like four track recorder kind of thing yeah exactly yeah but uh, anyway, those are those are nice memories. I always, it, so when I think about that as as a like I still write songs, and uh, but at that time it was a thing that I was kind of stumbling into, and I think I I liked I liked doing it, but I was real insecure about it. I'm probably still insecure about the whole thing, but uh, I I, I just. It, it, I don't know. It was it was nice to be able to write stuff, and then have like this small group of friends who were supportive and like actually wanted to hear the songs, and like that. I remember that just being like a big, like a big huge th- deal for me. <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're 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 still good songs. Like oh, it, it it's incredible. Like that. Like and it's not like a based on nostalgia. Like if you go back and listen to them. Like they're still really good songs. I, I have a hard time listening. You know? I I have well, I have a hard time listening to them because I have a hard time finding them. But then I have a hard time. I think <laughs> I have a hard time listening to them because it's like a. I don't know. Th- there's something kind of cringy about it for me. Like I I like maybe I I like the songs. I think it's cool that I wrote the thing. But I feel like it's just that thing of it's like seeing an reading an old diary or something. That, but yeah. it's a diary that was like kind of a public thing for a few people. And you're like, but like a like man, like, like, a, like, like, that. like like street cars. I mean, come on, man. It's it's one of the best like tunes ever written that has never been yeah. heard. Yeah, I have. Uh... <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, no. Uh, I I do actually. Like, with, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in a chair right now, and a, a few feet away from me, there's a box with a, a uh, binder, and inside the binder, I'm pretty sure I have the lyrics and the chords to that like typed out, yeah, somewhere in there. But but you don't have the recordings. I don't. I I might have it somewhere, but I don't. I don't <laughs> know where it is. It's that kind mm. of thing. I feel yeah. like I have a box of tape. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't guarantee anything. I know you have it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Or you have it somewhere, like in your attic or something. No, I, 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 I definitely have them, and they're not stretched out because I stopped listening to them, so I didn't want the tape to get stretched out. But they have to be like, like, recorded again and put digital. Otherwise, yeah, I was going to say gonna... like. I could probably, if I had the tapes now, 
Well, now I'd have to find a tape player. That would be mm -hmm. another challenge. Mm -hmm. But I, I could plug it right into this digital recorder and like make it digital and probably even do some type of yeah, mastering or something to it. Yeah. You know, I could make it sound a little. Don't, <laughs> don't you don't don't you dare master it. Just leave it leave it alone. Okay. It sounds so great. Uh, the 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 tapes are an archaic. An, an archive of like something that is so like simple and easy but like the the lyrical content is like complicated <laughs> it, <laughs> like it, it's it's perfect the way it is like it yeah i i, I would i know like the, i i i don't want i i don't want to just, to, to seem like it's like a nostalgic like musical thing because it's not and I don't uh, want I don't want to think it's a nostalgic I want to be like yeah these songs stand up <laughs> I'm sorry I have a I, mm -hmm. can you go to bed no 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 oh, okay. uh, no I'm, I'm uh, okay I'm trying to get this this cigar lit okay uh, no, no I, I I, I think uh, I think at some point with my own songwriting, like I think at that point when I was you know nineteen twenty years old, I took it very very seriously. In a way, I feel like I can't anymore. Like I think when I when I think about it now, it's like I have to laugh about it. Like it's just mm -hmm. it, I don't know. There's just I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I take it seriously. I work hard on it, but at the same time, I I have to be like, I like this. I know, like, there may be a couple, some, there are some people who will like this that it'll be for, but like, most people aren't going to get into this. <laughs> and I can't, like, get all down well, about I that. Mean, I have to like, be okay with that. What, what, what is, I didn't barf. I mean, it's, it's a fucking oh. beautiful song. Oh, now we're talking uh, about the future. Yeah, this yeah, is, uh, well, yeah. We've we've moved into like a like. I mean, I, I talked about a little bit of you know my landscape of of music, and yeah, we're talking about like like a like I didn't barf, mm -hmm. which is like a a perfect fucking song. This is a song that is it's gonna be on the my new album that is gonna come out. <laughs> I want to say sometime within the next month, but I don't want to guarantee it. It's it's. There, I'm in the mixing stage. It's very close to being done, but I might just, just tell me like you're gonna release. I didn't barf like as you send it to me. Okay, yeah, I you know just release it like that, mm -hmm. and I'll be I'll be like I'll I'll be totally fine. I sent I sent Brian a uh, like a tech. You can text MP3s to your friends if you want to these days, and I sent him a. It's a demo of just acoustic and vocal version of the song. Um, and I've since, since then I've gone through and like kind of added a lot of other stuff. I've built the songs up with some drum beats and all this stuff. Uh, but Brian, he likes the original versions of a lot of this stuff. So yeah, he, he went, yeah. he likes, I sent him the original, this song, it's called, I didn't barf. And he likes, he really liked the demo version, and I sent him the uh, a rough mix of the more produced version, and I don't think he was really having it too much. So, 
Anyway, I I I think I said uh, I did barf. <laughs> um, no, maybe not. And I like started crying, like yeah. I mean, we were talking on the phone, but I was crying, like trying to hide it, oh, my voice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. I I would. I'm I'm thinking of. I, it's like a, I'm still sorting it out in my mind, so I don't know if it's going to end up this way. But I am thinking of. Because it's ten songs, I was thinking of doing like the produced versions and then like kind of the the demo versions after that, do, which would make do, for do like you, a long thing. But it's like so, a do you do you do you feel like when like you're producing like these songs, like you're going like are you reverting back to like the the songs that you like to listen to, or are you trying to do like something that is totally different? Like you want you you don't want to be like like notched into you know the the people that you've listened to like i'm hmm. let, 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 let me say this uh i know you want to write songs like rivers uh-huh. I, I know i know you want to like be in the the community of rivers songwriting okay not not songwriting but maybe production I would like, um, well, okay, one thing when I think about maybe making albums and recording and stuff, I've always thought of it as a thing that, like, uh, I wrote songs, so I'd need to have to record them, and for a long time, I would I didn't spend a lot of time trying to learn how to record stuff very well, like, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, hopefully I'll run into somebody who can record this, or I'll do it on a four track, and hopefully the people who listen to it don't care that it just sounds like it's recorded on a four track, whatever. Uh, well, that sounds, you can do good stuff on four tracks anyway, but, uh, I, I've, I've thought a lot of, uh, cause I, since I like to write songs, it gives me a lot of like material to have to try to figure out how to record it, record the songs. And so every time I record, I try to learn more about like what, microphones are better or what mm-hmm. you know what what's a better way to make this sound and it, it's the thing it's been a it's been a slow learning process like just album by album and it's like a thing where like i know this stuff doesn't sound like the greatest stuff ever but i feel like every time i i record that i i get a little bit better at it and just figure out a little bit more how to make the, how to make it sound a little bit better and uh so a lot, a lot of my, I guess my goals with the recording is just that it would sound good, that it would sound like something someone would want to listen to. Uh, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I want it to. I, I think because I, because I'm a person who makes, I make the music by myself. Like I'm not in a band, so it's hard to make it sound like. Even if I wanted to make it sound like a certain like Weezer album or a Wilco album or whatever, it usually falls way short of that and becomes a different thing like in the process mm-hmm. so a lot of it is to me a lot of it is trying to lean into like the the uh, limitations of it and uh yeah yeah kind of try- why it, trying to make it why, yeah why i i enjoy like the rawness of like just a demo mm-hmm. it's 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 just a like a simple song it's a 
it ha- has no backing whatsoever. It's just a, like you and like a guitar, like going back to like the, the first four track recordings. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't have as like, personally, I don't have as much like connect, like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, if you're the person that's making the music, like you think about the songs in kind of like a behind the scenes type way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're, to me, they're like, they, they all, they all came from the same place, but then it's like the way I tried to capture them kind of evolved as, as I went. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like when you're like, I don't, I know these people who are more into this style of like maybe acoustic folky type stuff. And then now I'm wanting to do like play electric guitar on it mm-hmm. or have more of a rhythm to it. Like, um, I know that that's not going to be as interesting to to them, but you know, I don't know. There's kind of a thing where you're like, there's uh, for me with making music, there's constantly this thing of some people are going to really hate this or just be really bored by it. Or it's just not going to be, it's almost like having to, it feels like you're constantly like shedding people who, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm not good at, I don't, I don't think I'm good at the thing where you, write stuff that people want to hear that you know i don't, I don't ever write yeah, a song and but i do think i have thought but, but uh, you, brian would like but, this yeah but you you don't have a scene you know no. like like you don't you don't play out to yeah. like people like you just record music yeah you know yeah so i kind of like yeah. you you have, you have this this incredible ability to just like record whatever the fuck you want to I think I realized like uh, like last year when I put out I made an album and I, I was practicing the songs and I kind of with the idea that maybe I could go sing these someplace um, <clears throat> and then nothing really came out of that I didn't really I don't I don't push that side of it honestly like I feel like I should have more interest in it but I do, I, I like the uh, <laughs> I just I just like writing songs kind of by myself and recording them. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot of ambitions past that usually for better or worse. And, uh, anyway, like, uh, with this album that I'm recording, I I think I was kind of just making peace with the fact that it's like, I just like the, the making of it. You know, I like building it piece by piece, like day by day over like months and just, I like the process of of that, and I don't which, like. I'm not. I didn't record which is, these with the which intention is, which of playing funny. later, kind of thing. I mean, it, it's a funny thing. Like you moved here with a uh, with a dude that actually likes the other side of that. Yeah, Josh. You know, you know Josh <clears throat> Irwin likes to be a performer, and mm-hmm. he's really good at it. Yeah, and I envy you that know? in him <clears throat> a whole lot. I really do. Do you really? Yeah, I, I don't. I've always like wondered. I, I just don't we have different personalities with when it comes to music like I, I'm like a I'm, I'm I'm more of like a I'm just a writer type personality like I like to I'll just like go off by myself and go off in like writer world and forget to talk to mm-hmm. somebody about it and he's he's like the guy I remember like you know like 
when we when we in Nashville when we would hang out a lot, like we'd go to some like some bar or some somewhere where somebody was playing music, and uh, I would just kind of sit there, like probably talk to maybe one person, and by mm. th- then like maybe like a couple hours later we were leaving, and like Josh is, he's met like twenty people or whatever, and he's you know like yeah. he knows. I've always envied that about him. I I've, I can be outgoing at times, but. He's just he's good with people and like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you do you think his his music is like a on par with yours, or does it matter? Uh, I think. I think we have different styles of music. Yeah. And I think our music. I don't. That's a weird question because I don't. I think we work on the music in different ways. I think my music might appeal to like weird introverted type people <laughs> but he he Wait, can does that make me weird and introverted uh yep this is my long-winded way of saying it. <laughs> uh josh can pick up a guitar around like there's like you know 30 people around him and he can start playing and everybody will be singing along and I... that's that is like a gift that i don't really have i envy that <laughs> I mean, like, like, like Josh Irwin is basically Ed Sheeran, but uh, like he was—he already had it going ten years before. Like hmm. he could have been Ed Sheeran. It's fucked up. Like it's really kind of fucked up. <laughs> you know, if That's he—I right. mean, he, he writes the same sorts of, sort of songs, like nice, like easygoing pop songs that everybody loves but uh he just he, yeah it's 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 not there right now you know like it's Ed Sheeran you know it's not Josh Irwin well I think you know. he's doing just fine oh no he's he's totally fine but you know like it, it's such a such a weird thing like every time I, he- I hear it like an Ed Sheeran song I'm like that's that's Josh fucking Irwin. It's like this fucking dude stole it somehow, you know, and got all the fucking glory and all the money. And, you know, Ur's over there just like doing his thing, I guess. I want to, uh, I've been meaning to have Josh on this podcast for a long time. And, uh, I haven't, I need. Um, yeah, I want to, I've, I'm trying to get better at talking to people about being on the podcast. It's easy to have like close friends and family on the podcast and most, that's Mm -hmm. pretty much who's been on, on this thing. And Josh is obviously like a close friend. Uh, it's weird that you live in Nashville and I talk, I probably talk to you more than I talk to him. Yeah, but I—I yeah. I mean, I see him more for sure, obviously. Yeah, we'll go get get together here and there, but uh, I'm, I would like to try to talk to him and <clears throat> kind of hear his version of of that. I think. Uh, I, I, I was talking about your podcast the other day when I was—I I took a lift to work, and uh, and I—I I, I was talking about this particular podcast about talking about music to a, a guy of my 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 same age mm-hmm. and uh he was like what's the name, name of the podcast and i was like getting out of the, out of the car 
And I was like, it's Jeff's revolving podcast. <laughs> and like, as soon as, as soon as I closed the door, I was like, no, it's evolving. It's not revolving. It's evolving. <laughs> this is important. Uh, I, I mean, it, like he was going to listen to it, you know? Wow. But like I said, revolving and I was like, ah, evolving. You stupid son of a bitch. And then I went to work and chopped a bunch of herbs and cooked some food. This is a, uh, this podcast is a, this is a weird, no, I'm not talking about specifically this episode, but the, my podcast is very strange. <laughs> There's no like, uh, it's pretty much just like uh, a thing where if, if you know the person who's on it, then maybe it'll be interesting to you. But like, I'm like, like, well, th- with this one, I think we've covered a lot of like popular bands and artists that people can probably relate to who, who they got they got into these bands at, yeah when they were like kids or whatever uh, that's possible yeah but may, they may have turned it off by now at, yeah uh, but the profanity might be too much yeah you never know you never know yeah uh, I'm trying to think if there's any I think this is the 29th podcast really yeah. Not that's, even 30th. That's why I wanted to, uh, I've been thinking I want to try to get Josh to be the 30th one. Yeah, that'd be I good. think that'd be fun. We, we, we didn't even talk about, like, you know, digital music. And, like, we, did, we didn't even touch on, like, half the fucking shit that I, I wanted to talk about. Well, we can do another one of these. Yeah, yeah. Um... Did you have anything? We're at about two two hours and ten minutes. I might oh, cut really? some of this, but I most of it will probably stay in. Uh, did you have any last things to say? I know this is extremely uh, indulgent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, wake up in the morning and make your bed, and then write an email to somebody and thank them for how you feel about them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all cool. I got. Yeah. That's what you told me earlier. That was yeah. the thing you want to start doing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, okay. I'm just going to stop because people need to do something other than listen to this. Probably so. All right. And, uh, cool. I'm going to stop the recording, but we can keep talking. Uh, yeah. goodbye listeners. Talk to you later. <laughs>